interviews and insights with the biggest names in Canadian baseball. This is the CBN Podcast. Welcome back, baseball fans, to the latest episode of the Canadian Baseball Network Podcast. Jackson, we have a familiar face to the show, um, and Tyler Black joining us again today. Yeah, obviously spoke with Tyler Black a long time ago now, uh, feels like certainly. uh, And uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up with Tyler. In fact, I think he was one of our first episodes that we did on this new uh, season, this new revamped version of the Canadian Baseball Network podcast. So yeah, looking to kind of check back in and and doing a follow-up for the first time, Matt. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it, it was our first episode. I went back and looked and it was 2021, I believe. So going on two years, it was when he first got drafted. Um, it was around this time as well. But a lot has changed for this young man. And he's uh, made his way through the Milwaukee Brewers ranks all the way to AAA, obviously. So one step away. So we're going to cover all of that and more in this episode. All right, we're thrilled to have back on the Canadian Baseball Network podcast, Milwaukee Brewers prospect, Tyler Black. Tyler, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you back. So I don't know if you know this or not, but you were actually the first guest that we had on this podcast. And that was, I don't know if you remember, but it was back when you first got drafted. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that was what, 2021? So it's been a couple of years. A lot's changed um, for you for the better. Uh, but first, before we get to the serious stuff, I got to ask you, you're in Nashville right now. You're playing for the AAA Nashville Sounds. That's my favorite city. What's it? What's your favorite part about being in the music city? Oh, dude, I, I absolutely love it. Um, honestly, playing there, the, the best thing I'd probably say is the fans. Um, you know, every weekend we get pretty much a sellout. So, yeah, man, every weekend it's uh, sold out, fun to come to the ballpark, so. Are you a country music fan? Uh, yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite artist? Morgan Wallen, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, got, yeah. I know a few people. That's his favorite, uh, their favorite artist, so good choice there. But So getting back to, obviously, baseball, that's what we want to talk about. Um, 2021, you were the 33rd overall pick by the Brewers. Um, now you're in AAA. Uh, kind of looking over the last few years, take me through what it's been like, and are, and are you surprised at yourself at how fast you've moved through the system? um honestly man not really it's just it's just been a lot of uh ups and downs during that time honestly um you know i had a kind of slow start right after the draft and kind of learned a lot in the 20 games i played and then i went into the next season and um had a pretty good summer until i got hurt um played i think 60 games and fractured my scapula playing center field diving for a ball so um, that ended my season, and I went out to the fall league and really learned a lot there and hurt my thumb and was out for the rest of the fall. Yeah, man, it was a lot of a lot of ups and downs until this year. Um, really, one of my main goals was to just be healthy the whole season, and, uh, you know, I did that. And Fractured your scapula. That sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was not fun. When I went to the hospital, too, they kind of didn't, really know like the protocol um they they said they only saw it from car accidents so yeah it was a little different for sure do you still deal with the lingering effects from that or is that like do you still feel that or you're you basically back to 100 percent now yeah no i'm i'm 100 percent fully honestly it was probably the best case scenario in that type of injury um i've dealt with a shoulder injury before and 
you know, when it first happened, I thought I like dislocated it. And, um, you know, there's just so much that can go wrong when you dislocate your shoulder with the labrum and the rotator cuff. Um, it's probably the best case scenario. So I haven't had any issues with it. And yeah, it was kind of a simple rehab of just letting it rest. So let's talk about something a little bit more positive than that. Um, so when you, you played obviously at Wright State, so what was the biggest difference for you going from the college game now that you've kind of really established yourself as a professional? What's the biggest difference between the college game and the professional game? I uh, just say playing every day. You know, obviously there's a lot that goes into that, um, keeping your body in shape and healthy. And, yeah, I mean, college you get four games a week, three on the weekend, one midweek usually. Um, so uh, pro ball is an everyday thing, man. you got to come to the park and find it every day. So Yeah, you mentioned – you know, playing every day and, and staying healthy. And obviously you've dealt with a few injuries um, already in your young career, but what is the key? And then this year you played the a full campaign. So what has been the, what's the key to staying healthy playing every day is do you have, you know, a certain routine that you go through? Um, yeah. Routines are huge. You know, building up your body in the off season correctly is huge. Um, you know, I realized in college, there's a difference between kind of getting as strong as possible and as baseball strong as possible. You know, at the end of the day, you're only as effective as you can be if you're on the field. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how strong, how fast you are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just staying mobile, that's the biggest thing, I'd say. I guess it's true what they say, that the best ability is availability. Um, yeah, 100%. So you've been promoted multiple times to the system already in your young career. What are what's the biggest challenges and adjustments you have to make? Whether it's you know housing, how does just take us through how that all works? Yeah, actually, my promotion in Nashville was really my first promotion since uh, going from the complex to low A, like in the middle of the season. So um, I was still kind of fairly new to it, and yeah, man, it's different. You just you know you're in one city for the whole year, and then I got the call on like a early August morning at like. 8.30 a.m. and we had a game at 4 o'clock that day in Pensacola. So I had to kind of gather up my things, go back to Biloxi, and then um, drive over to Nashville for the Sunday game. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just a quick turnaround. Obviously, a new clubhouse, new city, kind of everything new you're kind of getting acclimated to. So, How much does the team – I know, obviously, when you when you watch the big leagues, you see you guys get traded and up and down. And But how much does the, the, do the, does the minor league system get supported in, in making those transitions from level to level? Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely cool. Like, we had Cheerio come up for the last week there. And, you know, it your, your team can really change just from week to week based on the guys that come up. Um, you know, clubhouses are always kind of um, churning especially in the minor league. So especially in AAA, I feel like, yeah, man, it was awesome. I had a great group of guys there in, uh, in Nashville and a great, great coaching staff as well. So, so you're the Brewers number four prospect. You're in AAA. You're extremely close to the big leagues. Do you think about that? Is that something that you, you try to keep out of your mind, but I'm assuming that has to cross your mind just how close you are to realizing your dream. Oh, yeah, for sure, um, especially now the season's done. But honestly, at the same time, when you're in the season, you're just kind of locked in, and um, I just try to stay moment to moment. And I think that's been a big thing for me, just taking it one pitch at a time, especially since we're playing so much, you know what I mean? So 
Yeah, of course. So you just told us before we hopped on air that you're flying to Milwaukee to accept an award as the Brewers minor league player of the year. How did you find that out? And kind of what was your reaction when you when you were told that? Yeah, my manager pulled me in a couple days before the season ended and, you know, told me. And uh, yeah, it's definitely really cool. I mean, just because I was injured a lot last year. So it's kind of my goal, man, just to play. My goal is just to play as many games as possible this year. And, you know, was lucky enough to put up some good numbers. So um, it, was, it was really cool for sure and a great honor, no doubt. A lot of good players in our system. So, Yeah, so Milwaukee just clinched a, a playoff spot. So, so knowing that you're their minor league player of the year and they're going to honor you with that, do you feel like you're ready to make the jump to the big leagues? Uh, yeah, 100%. I definitely feel like I can contribute, um, you know, whenever that time is. Um, I just got to stay stay patient and, you know, stay ready. You obviously, you've stolen a lot of bases in your career. Uh, just looking it up now, you had 55, I think, this year between AA and AAA. Explain a little bit about how the, the new rules that we're seeing now in the big leagues, that have been in the minor leagues the last few years. How has that changed compared to college when you used to steal bases to now with the bigger bases, the the pickoffs, all that sort of stuff. How, how have you adjusted to that? And has that helped your game? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think that was actually one of my goals in the off season um, to kind of uh, steal some more bags just because, you know, I, I do have some speed, um, but I've never really been a huge stolen base threat until this year, I feel like. And yeah, man, just with the pitch clock and the bigger bags and the pickoff rule, like, there's no reason someone with speed shouldn't be putting up big stolen base numbers. You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely a big part of the game. Now uh, the game's definitely going in that direction with speed um, being more valued on the base pass. So um, yeah, it was definitely a point of emphasis for me. I'm going to this year. It's interesting that you say that wasn't necessarily a big part of your game until this year. And then you steal 55 base. Like that's a lot of bases. Um, so how did you kind of make that adjustment to work that into your game? Honestly, it was a, it was a combination of a lot of things. Um, you know, I went to double-A Biloxi, started there, and my uh, manager, Mike Guerrero, was really liked to steal bags. And, uh, you know, he just tried to instill confidence in us to just go. And, you know, you're going to get thrown out. Um, it doesn't matter. The only way to kind of get better and learn is to just keep going. So. Yeah, man, I'd get thrown out a bunch, but, uh, you know, I just continued to keep the confidence in stealing bags. And, you know, we had a, we had a bunch of guys with, I think, like 30 stolen bases. So I'm going to continue to do that in my career. We've talked about a little bit about how, how close you are. How do you keep yourself focused, you know, kind of day to day and kind of keeping staying where your feet are when, when you're this far along in the system? You've moved really quickly. You're a top prospect. You're a top pick. How do you kind of stay in the moment? Um, and not get too far ahead of yourself. I think it's just focusing on that. You know what I mean? Um, I would say it's almost easier. Baseball is almost easier to do that just because you're playing every day and, you know, just truly taking it one pitch at a time. So um, I just tried to tried to kind of focus on that this whole year. Fall training has arrived and the baseball zone has you covered. They offer hitting, fielding, and pitching clinics for all ages. Now, if you want to add more technology to your training, try out their specialized advanced clinics. And if you want smaller instruction, their semi-private clinics might be what you're looking for. Well, TBZ has something for everyone. 
Check out their website at thebaseballzone.ca or go give them a visit at 1081 Bravic Place, Mississauga, Ontario, near the 401 and Dixie Road exit. Now back to the interview. Well, I'm going to talk, I want to talk about expectations in a minute, but back to the rule changes. What are your thoughts on the rule changes? You play college baseball. This wasn't a thing. Um, it's just a thing in major league baseball, the bigger bases, all that stuff this year. What are your overall impressions of it? And, and do you like it? Oh yeah. I love it. Um, I think the pitch clock's been huge. Um, and I definitely think, you know, the game's kind of going, starting to, to go back to where it used to be a little bit um, in terms of uh, contact guys and speed guys. So, yeah, man, I think definitely it's going to encourage more balls in play, which is going to help the game, uh, no doubt. So, yeah, I'm excited. So you played 123 games this year. I'm assuming that's probably the most in your career that I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what does your off season look like? What's the next few weeks look like? And then, and then looking further into the winter, what, what kind of, how does that play out for you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to take some time here um, just to kind of rest my body and, you know, um, hang out, hang out with my family, uh, kind of chill out a little bit. And then I'd say end of October, kind of start getting into it again, um, start swinging I'll probably be working out the whole time, but yeah, start swinging early or late October and probably get down to Arizona early, early spring, get ready for spring training. So, so for listeners that don't necessarily know, do, how much do the brewers lay out your off season plans um, and your workouts and when you get going, when you take some time off, how, how much of a say do they have in that? Um. Yeah. I mean, really they just care about, you know, kind of, doing what you need to do to get better in the off season. Um, it doesn't matter how you do it. It's kind of really up to you, which is what I like. They, they check in on you a little bit um, over the off season, but it's kind of hands off, which is what I like for sure. Will this off season look different for you compared to other off seasons, given the number of games, given where you are in your career, that sort of thing they give, will it, or will you kind of keep a similar routine to previous years? I'll probably keep it uh, similar. Definitely going to take some time, which I didn't do get to do last year because uh, I was rehabbing. So, um, yeah, going to take some time and, and kind of uh, get away from the field for a little bit. And then, yeah, just get back to my routine, get back to the to regular offseason for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about the Brewers specifically and their system. What, what impresses you about their system and how they develop players? I just say, like, we got a, a lot of good players, um, not only position-wise, pitching-wise, um, and a lot of similar type players, I will say. A lot of guys who are really good athletes who, you know, I think they're really focusing on putting the ball in play and just kind of winning baseball, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's a huge thing. It goes all the way through our farm system. I think I saw a stat where we're kind of – I think we're like a top five farm system in wins and winning percentage. And I think that that goes a long way when you're kind of making the jump, man, um, you know, because the name of the game is winning and it uh, doesn't matter how fast you run, how hard you throw. Um, you got to win baseball games. So um, I think that stat kind of tells it all at the that, end of the day. That's interesting because I was watching the Jays play the Rays yesterday and they talked a lot about that about the raise system and how they develop winners. How important is that? Because obviously the minor league system is about developing skill and players, 
But how important is developing? Can I speak a little bit more about how important that is to develop winners so that when you make the jump to the big leagues, hopefully next season, um, that you're just ready to take off running and you know the expectation when you get there? Yeah, man, winning, winning. We play this game to win. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's it's kind of funny. Usually the most winningest organizations in uh, in baseball have really good farm systems too or, or really winning farm systems, I've noticed. And, yeah, it's it's like I said, like the way you do all things is the way – the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So um, just from the bottom up, man, like since the start, I've been there in spring training. They do it right. It's just a focus on winning. I think that's the biggest thing because um, – Really, nothing else matters at the end of the day. I, I always have a list of questions when I'm when I'm doing one of these podcasts, but it always goes off the rails. So I, I kind of want to jump back because a lot of high school development is based around player development. Do you think that there should be more of a focus on winning in high school than there currently is, having played for the Toronto Mets, or do you think the current system is kind of where it should be as far as development goes? I think it's good, um, but I definitely think – um there could be more of a focus on it and it's it's really hard kind of identifying that i feel like in high school because it's so early and you know a lot of times um it's just tough being in these leagues where you know you're not playing a whole ton of games um but i can tell you like some of these high school games down here i've talked to my teammates they just like the intensity in texas florida high school games is just crazy so I think it's just, like I said, kind of focusing on winning, man. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I know there's some rivalries with Ontario teams. Um, and, you know, that's definitely going to help that landscape, I feel like. But, yeah, just creating a competitive environment is huge. And I think, honestly, Ontario does a great job of that in Canada. So, yeah, yeah, no, you just mentioned the the minor league system and how important winning is to the Brewers system. And and I just thought I'd ask that question because sometimes that's a debate up here and you know that full well. But yeah. So going into spring training, you mentioned you'll probably head down to Arizona a little bit early. What's your goal heading into spring training? I'm assuming you'll be in big league spring training, at least for a little bit. So what, what are your kind of your expectations when you get down there? Yeah, man, just to be healthy, uh going feeling good. And you know, I just want to be where kind of get get to where I need to be body-wise, physically, mentally, and just go in there feeling good, man, and just, you know, let the cards play out. Um, you know, I'm just going to go play hard and, and see where it takes me. But, um, yeah, man, just kind of getting my body right is the biggest thing for sure right now just because it's, uh, it's been a long season. What are you going to work on it that you think you need to to make that, that kind of final jump to the big leagues? Um, I think there's a number of things. I played a lot of games at third base this year and, you know, really made some strides over there, feel really good. So just coming in, uh, feeling good with my arm, feeling good with my body, moving well is going to be big. And then, yeah, man, just improving some things with my approach I found that worked for me and what didn't and uh, just continuing to improve on that. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a big offseason for sure. Um, and I'm just excited for the spring. Tyler, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you. You're the only guest that I've interviewed twice now. So, um, you know, we'll obviously be following your career and, and hopefully one that lands in the big league sooner than later. But we really appreciate you taking the time today. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you.
I love talking to Tyler Black, Jackson. The confidence, the calmness, um, just the way he approaches the game, the way he plays the game, it's it's designed perfectly, I think, for this kind of new era of baseball that's been unveiled this year. Yep, sounded really even keel. Sounded like he was just kicking back, you know, uh, enjoying what is – you know, obviously uh, reflecting on what was a fantastic season for him. And, you know, I, I think he he taught you could you could just hear the competitiveness. Obviously, we the first time we we talked to him, um, you know, we learned a lot about that. But yeah, to see the growth, I think, has been interesting, too. And just not just in terms of his numbers, but, you know, the way he talks about the game, uh, the way he talks about winning and, and just you can you can hear the competitiveness. But how motivated he is right this offseason, improving arm strength, making sure he's in good shape and. Of course, Matt, you know, he thinks he's he's big league ready. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I asked him that. He said, I'm, I think I'm ready to contribute. And I think he's proven that throughout his minor league career. Two things that stood out to me, though, um, the stolen bases. He, he said that wasn't really a huge part of his game um, previously. He stole some bases. Don't get me wrong. But he said he really put an emphasis on that. And he stole 55 this year. You know, that's not you know, he's not chipping in 10 to 15. He went out and stole 55 bases. Like that's a that's a base stealer. Um, and and with the new age of the game, and and he talks about how he likes the rule changes, that's gonna play anywhere. Um, that sort of base running ability. And then the other, yeah, the other thing he talked about was winning in the minor leagues and how important that is. It's interesting, you know, there's so much debate on player development versus winning, um, and how important and how to balance that. Obviously, the minor leagues and high school baseball can and college is about developing players but it's also about winning and, and it, you, know, there's, you can you have to have that competitiveness to get to the next level um and i think he has that um and it's just interesting how a big league organization takes puts a lot of emphasis on winning through the minors you see it with you see it with organizations you see it with the rays you see it with st louis um and plenty of organizations focus on that winning culture so that when they make the jump to the big leagues those players they know the expectation. They fit right in and they go off to a flying start. You see it all around baseball, but it, it's so true. And, and I think that what it does too, along with, yes, teaching players how to win and what the standard is, you know, these players win together. You know what I mean? It's also like a bonding moment as well between them, coaches as well. And and you you remember how that feels and how it felt. And it, I think that too is a sort of like a self-motivating thing. You know what I mean? You want to get back to that, obviously on a bigger scale, uh, but I think it's a, I think you could tell even just the way he talked about it, it's like a source of pride as well, right? You want to be, you want to serve that, like being in the Brewers system means something. Being a winning team in the Brewers system means something. That's, I think that that matters. And I think that that's a really good way that he put it. You know, if you're, for example, if you're a Jays fan, you'll recall how they talk about all the time, how Schneider won with a lot of these guys in the minors as well, right? And And how that connected these guys. I think it's, there's a fierce debate for sure, right? About uh, you know how how much to tip the scale in one direction or another between development and winning. Ideally, you do both, but uh, I guess that's the line you toe in, in baseball development. And uh, yeah, we know where we know where Tyler stands on it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he made that the blatantly obvious. But you were you were talking another thing about him. You were talking before we got on about how he's played second base, third mm-hmm. base, and center field. Yeah. So he's playing a a prime defensive position in the outfield, along with playing a corner infield spot and second base. No, I think of a Jays comparison. You kind of look at a Whit Merrifield. You know, they can play all over the diamond. That, that those types of guys are becoming more and more valuable as the game evolves into into the way it's it is now. You know, just talking about kind of like his his sort of like batting profile, right? But but I think too, like nowadays, Matt, 
not just with like the rule changes and stuff, but just in general, the way that we look at batting profiles, I think is so much different too. You know, you look, you talk about Merrifield, you can throw Kevin Biggio in there as well. He plays everywhere. Although Biggio ain't playing center field. Like to me, that's, I think really impressive. The fact he can play a premium position out there while also playing third base and second base. I think it speaks to his work ethic clearly uh, and his unique skill set. clearly something that the Brewers have, you know, continued to develop with him, but obviously something they saw within him as well. It's, it's really impressive. And I think we'll bode him well in the future as he continues his uh, ascent to the bigs. And that, and that's definitely strategic on the Brewers organization. They want him obviously to be a guy that can play all over. When you have a guy on your roster that can play three positions, it's almost like having a couple guys, yeah. you know, and he, uh, and he can hit and he can run. He's, he's got all the tools that yeah. uh, in the making of, of being a big leaguer and a big leaguer very soon. So it's going to be very interesting to, to watch his career develop. And the bat to go along with that, right. With the defensive versatility and the speed. Um, yeah. Huge off season, obviously for him and, and the way he talked about it, it's kind of very, uh, very calm, knew what he needed to do. Uh, you know, he, he talked about how the breweries kind of just let him do his thing, and he likes that. And I think that that speaks a little bit to maybe how self-motivated he is as well. I, I, yeah, I feel like the Brewers don't have to worry about what Tyler Black's doing in the offseason. He's going to be doing the right things. And Jackson, I think we may just talk to the, the newest, one of the newest big leaguers on this podcast. I don't think it's going to be long. Um, I think next year is, is certainly within the realm of possibility. When we talk about sort of the the Canadians, up and coming Canadians in baseball, I think that when you talk about, you know, some of the young Canadians, especially some of the prospects, Tyler Black's name sometimes does get forgotten a little bit amongst some of the other names, especially among some Jays prospects and maybe some flashier names who played at the World Baseball Classic and whatnot. Uh, but Black's is certainly a guy you, you got to keep an eye on here uh, for next season, but especially for beyond as well. Yeah. And again, just thank him for, for taking the yeah. time two times, two times in our, in our short history that he's been on. It's kind of cool to see him, you know, when he first gets drafted and now, now in AAA, a few steps away, maybe when he makes that jump to the big leagues, he'll hop back on for us and we can get the, the big league perspective from Tyler Black. But for now, thank you for listening. And, and we appreciate all the, all the people that listen to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did until next time. Talk soon. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out Canadian Baseball Network for extensive and comprehensive coverage of the latest in Canadian baseball. And The Baseball Zone, Canada's leading instructional baseball academy and training home to thousands of MLB, pro, college, and youth baseball players.